Hello and welcome to Enough Said, the podcast on Castbox FM recorded by the registered charity Independent Newham Users Forum. We are a project that provides support services and activities for Newham-based residents who are previously diagnosed with a mental health condition. We also support carers, relatives, service users and survivors. Our projects also include strategic recovery options for mental health, physical activities as well as well-being seminars, as well as training and development workshops. Today we're recording our podcast live from Ithaca House and we are joined today by our co-presenters Michael Ahern Hi, and Edgar Cassidy. Hello. I'm your host Trevor Jones and today we are going to be doing a brand new thing in our podcast. We have actually got a special guest all the way in a different time zone and we are doing our first ever Skype recording. So we're about to welcome our new guest, which is James Leftwich. Hello, James, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you, hello. It's good for you to join us on our podcast, Uh, but before we introduce you fully, can you tell us where you are and what time zone you're in? Sure, I'm actually visiting my brother who lives in San Diego, California, here on the uh, Pacific coast of the U.S. So I live in New York, um, which is three hours uh, later than here, and you guys, I think, are another five hours. So I guess I'm eight hours. Yeah. Um, so the, the world keeps turning. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's reached you before it's reached me. Yeah, yeah. I think we're seeing the sun a little bit. Um before you no we seeing the sun a bit up before you then isn't it or after you right yeah, it, we're so far around lives. the world now aren't we always forget yeah so i'm but, guessing you're seeing the sun before us yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. is it because the sun rises in the west sets in the east i think it is either way don't yeah backwards okay <laughs> yeah. oh yeah yeah that's the one so um yeah thanks for joining us and um for people who've not known you before um can you, we understand that you are the CEO on, and founder of a very interesting online project called No Longer Lonely. So is it possible you can tell us a little bit more about what you do? Sure, it's, it's a dating site. Um, some people, a lot of people you know use it just for uh, kind of moral support to meet people, um, but it's exclusively for people with mental health issues. Um, so it's a new site that way. Um, people find that kind of comforting. Um, you know, dating is a tricky thing when you have a diagnosed mental illness. Um, there's a lot of stigma out there. There's a lot of anxiety. You know, how do I tell the other person? What are they going to think when I tell them? With No Longer Lonely, everybody's kind of in the same boat. It's a community of people with shared experiences. Um, and people find that quite comforting, I think. Wow. So... Was, what would you say was the first spark or the first reason that you came up with the idea for this type of dating site? Um, I just went on the internet and I looked for it. I googled it, you know, dating site for people with mental illness, dating site mentally ill. And there was nothing. There was nothing out there. Um, and uh, I had a previous uh, online business um, before and I thought, why don't I just start a website and see what happens? And um, 
Wow. I think Edgar's got a question for you now. Um, where did the name come from and who came up with the name? Oh, huh. <clears throat> I came up with it. Um, the other one I was considering was LonelyNoMore.com. But I went no longer lonely. I thought it has a kind of cadence to it. It kind of rolls off the tongue, no longer lonely. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I say in my mission statement, our, our goal is to make you no longer lonely. So, yeah. What is your role in the dating site? What do you what do you do to keep it going or keep it funded? Uh, pretty much a one man show right now. I'm actually shopping around to get an assistant, someone to you know kind of be in the trenches there with me, work maybe 15, 20 hours a week with me. Um, but uh, but the maintenance of the site doesn't take that long. It's uh, you know I'm constantly making improvements to it as well. I have a dedicated a programmer who works with me. Um, so uh, yeah, there's always there's always room for improvement. I'm always making improvements and changing things here and there. Where do you do your work? Um, I can do it anywhere. Um, I actually like to get out of the apartment. I, there's a public library I go to frequently. Take my laptop. That's the beauty of this business is that uh, like here I am in California, you know, having a vacation, but I can make it a work vacation. You know, I can work on my website from anywhere I have an internet connection. So what do you typically do in the kind of 15 hours um, a week or a, that you spend on the uh, website? Well, I probably spend more hours than that. Um, oh, so, so do you say 15 hours uh, a week or 15 hours every, a day? Every incoming profile I check. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of fraud out there. There's a lot of people with bad intentions. So I have to one by one every incoming profile. I check the IP address of where it's coming from. Oh wow! And I match that to the location on their on their profile. If it looks suspicious, I've become good at this over the years, just picking out which ones don't look genuine. Um, but that's probably the the thing that's most time intensive is going one by one every profile. Wow! So you have to kind of vet and make sure all of the cr- the profiles are not fraudulent. I do. Wow! Yeah, sounds yeah, like if hard I didn't work. Do that, the site would be overrun with bad actors. Yeah. <laughs> is that where you get the thing called? Is it spam bots? Uh, where it's uh, like act- activated uh, fake accounts. Don't have any kind of audit. There are some automated things, but uh, I've become quite good at it. So if you see like broken English yeah. or the the picture looks like it's kind of like staged, like not a real person, you know, and stuff, you know. And, but, uh, yeah, every once in a while, one of them will get through and I have to tell people, you know, ignore this guy, you know. Sure. Uh, what type of person becomes a member of No Longer Lonely? Well, I mean, you're on your honor when you join that you have some kind of diagnosed mental illness. Um, I'm not a real stickler. I have to get MS from people with, you know, autism or something like that. Am I appropriate? And, I'm like, it's all the spirit of the site, you know, if you're going to be, you know, a good person whenever I don't mind. But uh, but generally, you should have some kind of mental illness to be on the site. Sure. Who else can access the No Longer Lonely dating service? Who else? Yeah. Um, pretty much, you know, if you have a diagnosed mental illness, that's pretty much the criteria. Explain the typical date for a user of the No Longer Lonely dating app. 
a typical date. That's really up to the user. Um, I'm actually planning on coming up with uh, kind of a sister site to No Longer Lonely. It's more of an informational site that has dating tips yeah. um, and things like that. And there will be a section on there for sure about, you know, ideas for a first date, how to approach a first date, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but I'm hoping to create kind of like a, a portal for people with dating and then just other just general issues um, like that. But um, there's no there's no rule, fast rule of what a first date should be. Um, I'm traditional. I think just sitting over a meal and talking is a mm. good way to go about it. Do you think there's a lot of frequently asked questions about like dating protocols out there now? Sure, um, but I think with the sister site to have it all in one space and stuff and have it skewed toward the specific, you know, issues of having mental illness and dating, mm. you know, it's going to be helpful. Because we've... Uh, yeah. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, we, we've had an episode about mental health and dating as a single person before. And um, uh, I think it was mainly like a guy's view uh, but we were kind of looking at like the quandaries of um, when do you um, open up and disclose about right, your background yes. or should you open and disclose about your background yeah, at all? Very tricky. Yeah, I'm figuring it out myself. I'm, I'm in the dating world, you know, and, and uh, you know, when I bring up on a, on a date, the idea of my website and they're inevitable question is you know why why would you go into something like that mm. that opens the whole pandora's box do i say yeah because i kind of am in that world i have a, a diagnosed mental illness you know and like it's a it's a judgment call it's a tough thing you got to feel out the other person and engage whether it's something to talk about now or only something to talk about once you really gain an extra level yeah okay why do we need a site like No Longer Lonely compared to other dating sites? Well, people are free to use the other dating sites too. It's not exclusive, you know, it's not like you have to do my site or their site. So I think as a compliment to the bigger I mean, I'll never be able to get nearly as many users as Match.com, you know. Um, but, but I think I offer something special. I offer a, a very safe space a space where you're not going to be judged, where you don't have to worry about disclosure. Um, and people like that. They think that's great. And, um, you know, it's very tough to explain what it's like to have a mental illness to someone who's never experienced it. You know, I mean, I had a long-term girlfriend two and a half years, and she was a nurse. Yeah. And she couldn't get her head around what mental illness was like and didn't know how to yeah. talk about it and, you know, help me with stuff like that. So... I think it's not an either-or, it's not like you have to choose my site over other sites, you can do other sites and my site at the same time. Okay, I mean, do you think, um, I mean, just dipping into that question again a little bit, do you think um, there could be a new category developing where people aren't just talking about um, age, height, and uh, gender? Uh, identification and maybe mental health may be the new question that people would ask on dating sites. I, I, I wouldn't want to answer that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, uh, I think people should be left to handle that however they want. Um, but uh, I think here in the States, more, impor 
importantly, the deal breaker is politics. Oh, I think that, yeah. You know, you can tell a lot by a person's political leanings in this day and age, whether they, they like our president or not. Yeah. I can tell you on dates, that, that's a bigger criteria for me is, you know, mm. you support Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think the other issue is as well, I mean, I, I think we're experiencing it in the UK because yeah, of um, yeah. we're in, we've got a, let's say a right-wing conservative government over here that um, yeah. I think people no longer have a dialogue about politics anymore. It's kind of like um, that's become the new taboo subject because people yeah. can't seem to balance the idea that I, they have one opinion and yeah. someone else can have a completely different opinion. I, personally, I don't think I could date someone that was a Trump supporter. I really couldn't. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine yeah. that as well. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I'm, I think there's a lot of people who are. I mean, I've got a dating profile as well. I won't say which one it is, but I've seen a lot of people who are very adamant that they don't want to date anyone who's currently voted conservative in the last yeah. election, and that's going back from the Theresa May right. era. And um, obviously, with the guy that we've got now whose nickname is Bojo um, it's not doing it's still not doing the conservatives any favours yeah. but um, moving along see that's one of the advantages oh, of online dating is that you can quickly screen people that way in yeah. terms of instead of finding out down the road that you have these incompatibilities you can yeah. screen it right off the top so. yeah I mean that's quite open it's about people being open and honest I suppose in their, in their profiles yeah. um what is the difference between openly discussing mental health conditions and not doing so? Uh, well, yeah. like I said, I mean, I, I worked at a college library, I was the director of a college library for about a dozen years, and I didn't disclose my illness to anybody. It comes down to, I mean, part of me, oh, it would be great to share that, you know, and get it off my chest and, you know, but... Oftentimes, I think there's no real advantage to doing it. I mean, I just applied for some jobs, part-time jobs, and they ask, mm. you know, do you have any of these disabilities? And they list mental, you know, schizophrenia, depression, anxiety. They list those as, you know, I'm like, do I openly disclose that to my employer, you know? like, yeah. And it came down to the catches, is that to my advantage or not? Is that going to help me in some way? Yeah. And I actually checked off, no, I don't have disabilities. So it's... Yeah. It's tricky, you know, it's, uh, there's still a lot of stigma people don't understand out there. They don't know what it means, particularly with schizophrenia. That's always a scarier one sure. to share with people because that one has a lot of misconceptions about what that really means and stuff, you know? Yeah. I mean, just to follow on to your answer, do you see a, a, a crossover or similarity between like dating applications or dating apps, uh, online dating apps, and perhaps job applications in terms of the intensity of the questions and the person personalization of the, the information they're looking for? Sure, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, you know, I think in a relationship, the odds of, of I mean, like I would never like, really get into a relationship, you know, well into a relationship and then tell the other person about mental illness. Mm. You know, I think it should be kind of towards the front. I mean, you don't have to do it right away, but mm. if you're seeing each other on a regular basis, you know, then I think it's pretty much, because then it becomes a dishonest thing if you don't, even if the other person's on board with it, 
Mm-hmm. If you wait a long period of time, that can cause a little bit of ill will. You know, like, why didn't you tell me? And, you know. Yeah. Um, so there's another question we've got here, which is, um, what do you think we can do now to improve uh, modern dating techniques in order to improve our mental health in general? You know, I think with AI and stuff, there's going to be a lot more inventions that are better predictors of people that are compatible, I bet. Mm. Um, I don't know, but you always have limitations with online. It's, it'll never replace just meeting the person and seeing if it works or not. You know, it's, mm. um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to spread the message. I mean, I talked to a guy who... Uh, he was heavily involved. He has, he has a conference every year in New York, and I was talking to him about the, the site. And he's kind of like, you have a niche that, that no one else really is doing is, yeah. you know, dating and mental illness. And, yeah. you know, I think a lot of people kind of give up on that work, that idea of finding somebody, you know, once they're diagnosed something. And so it's kind of my mission to kind of tell people, no, I mean, everybody's entitled to love. You know, there's no, so... So it's like yeah. reminding people it's not a closed door. Dating's not a closed door. Right, yeah. So what would you, I mean, do you think there are other big misunderstandings about mental health and meeting a partner, apart from the idea that dating might not be for open to them? Right. <clears throat> I mean, it's, I sometimes will ask, questions about sensitive sensitive issues to gauge a, a woman's sensitivity you know if they're a kind sensitive person they're more likely to, to be on board um I can it's very few times where I've disclosed somebody and they were like very dismissive right off the bat or something I think you know and I'm, I'm a bit older I'm 49 years old you know I'm not like a you know once you get and I'm dating women now that most of them are divorced they you know Life goes on, and, and you know, and just because you have some kind of mental disability doesn't, you know, doesn't reflect badly on you. Mm. Um, but you know, it's up to the person. You know. Mm. Um, the next question we've got is um, one for a guy who couldn't be here, but we wanted to address it as well. Um, do you have any fears that no longer lonely might? ghetto-wise or segregate uh, the mental health community inside the dating, the online dating world? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. I mean, I, I dated beyond the pool of people with mental illness and everybody's welcome to. Um, like I said, you know, this is not an either or. It's not like if you want to date, you have to just use my site. Mm. You know, you can use my site and you can use the bigger, broader sites. Um, I personally, I've been using Bumble a lot. I, I like mm-hmm. Bumble. I think Bumble works really well. Sure. Um, but I'm always open to finding somebody, you know. Generally, I don't use the site myself for, for dating. Mm. But um, here and there, there have been times where I've met somebody on the site. But um, no, that's a fair criticism. People have raised that before, whether are you doing a bad thing by segregating, mm. you know. But there are niche dating sites out there for all kinds of things. There's dating sites for farmers, you know, there's dating sites for, for all kinds of small insular groups. Mm. 
the idea is that the odds of you connecting on one of these niche sites is a little bit greater because you have that shared experience. Mm. You have something that before you even met that bonds you in a way. Sure. So, yeah, if you don't think about it as either or, yeah. you know, I, I don't think there's any problem with the whole segregation aspect. Um, if you throw all your eggs in this one basket, then maybe you're selling yourself a little bit short. Um, so. So how does the no longer lonely project make more of a difference at the current time than other dating sites that currently exist to its members? It's tough to measure and I get testimonials all the time from users. I've had, I, I haven't kept count, but it's probably about 40 or more marriages that have resulted from the site. Wow. Um, they're the little kids running around today because I made this website and their mommy and daddy met and had a baby. You know, it's kind of cool to think that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the rewarding thing is when you get a message, oh, thank you so much for the website. You know, I found the, the right person and everything and we're so happy and Amazing. You know, that makes it all worthwhile. So is that going to be the, the kind of the success story, so to speak? Is that going yeah. to be a new part of your website or the sister website where people can see how the, the romance stories have progressed? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have testimonials. I've collected them over the years. I haven't used them as much as I should. But, yeah, I thought of, you know, putting up memes on Instagram, you know, quotes of, of you know, testimonials and stuff, use them as a selling point. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I tell them there's a... Um, little pop-up on the site that comes up to join a, a, my little I have a little newsletter about dating tips and oh, cool. it says online dating works you yeah know, it does it's because yeah. it feels like maybe some of the people I mean I'm giving you tips here probably that you already know but it seems like the success stories are probably in the best place to give the dating tips as well as yourself maybe. yeah would that be right yeah, sure. Yeah. And and how long has the site been going for? <clears throat> it's been in existence a long time. I mean, I first started it like oh, fourteen years ago. It's been around. Wow. It was a very slow build. It just kind of let it run itself, and then just in the last uh, few months, I've really treated it like a business and tried to grow it. And how many members would you say you have at the moment? Uh, well, in the database, it's twenty-eight thousand. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of active users, maybe. Since Gen 1 of this year, there's maybe five, 6,000 active users. Wow. But to have like 40 marriages, you said, that's quite like a high ratio of users per marriage as well, isn't it? I guess, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, I think people with a diagnosed mental illness are more accepting. They're not as particular as the general population. They're more likely to, if they find somebody that they really connect with, yeah. you know, they're not going to quibble about yeah. small little stuff you know what do you think about that Edgar about people with mental health being more accepting yeah I think that's the way to go yeah you know um, what are the latest big projects or impacts of No Longer Lonely we should know about what was the first part so what are the latest big projects or impacts of No Longer Lonely we should know about so do you have any like big plans for like no longer lonely like is it going to be a, a smartphone app or 
Is there going to be some extensions to the site? Uh, I, I thought about an app. Yeah, an app is something I'm considering. Um, I'm going to be adding a new chat client soon. It'll have video chat as a possibility. Okay. Um, I just uh, made some changes uh, in terms of the membership structure. Okay. Um, now, it used to be you had a two-week free trial period, and then if you wanted to keep contacting people, you had to sign up for membership. Yeah. So instead, I'm granting a certain number of credits every month, so you can send a few messages. Okay. And if you run out of those credits, then you're going to have to wait for the next month for it to restart, right. or you can join. So the idea is getting back, talking about those 28,000 people haven't been on the site much. Yeah, yeah. Having this credit system is going to bring people back. It's going to get people to stay on the site longer. Like an incentive, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, and I've just put together what I call my VIP package, Okay. where you pay more, but you get a whole lot of hands-on help, like we'll help you craft a good profile, we'll give you a, a planning phone call, um, you can attend these Ask Me Anything sessions with me and invited guests. Um, That's amazing. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, uh, definitely the marketing aspect. I'm actually uh, a hiring advisor. Yeah. Who, uh, someone in the tech space is going to help me strategize. And, uh, you know, I mean, my goal is to get lots more people on the site. It's yeah. however I can do it. That's cool. Where, where would you like to see No Longer Lonely as a service in three years' time? Three years? Um, I'm self-sufficient doing it, you know, but it's 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 coming along. It's working well. Um, I personally have some goals too. I want, I want to get out and do public speaking. Um, maybe some workshops, you know, hands-on. Have a group of you know 40, 50 people, and you know, give a lecture. And I want to get my story out there, my personal story out there, and, and share that. Mm. Um, so a lot of personal goals in the next three years. I guess the goals for the, the website is just to grow it and get more more people on there. What is the biggest obstacle facing No Longer Lonely today? <clears throat> well, marketing, I guess. Figure out how I can get knowledge of the, the business out there. I see there's two ways to do it. I can reach the end user, the person that has a mental illness, or I can treat the apparatus around people with mental illness, whether it's social workers or agency workers or psychiatrists or um, people like that, and they know about the site, and then it trickles down to the people that need it. Mm. Um, so figuring that out, you know, whether social media is the best way, you know, if there's a way I can leverage social media to, um, so, I mean, I, I have the site itself in my control, you know, to test things and everything, but, Marketing is uh, it's hit or miss. Hopefully, I can find a way to do it effectively. Mm. I mean, do you think it's going to be tricky marketing to the right people when it's like a mental health person having to meet another mental health person? Because you've got the issue of like vulnerable adults. So, yeah. um, no. what would you say like are the two or three things you do to kind of make the service a safe space? You know, like I said, I check every profile coming in, and if something doesn't seem right, I'm not going to let them on the site. So there's a lot of self-reporting as well. Okay. There's a button on every profile that says report this user if they're suspicious looking. Sure. So I have uh, also in the chat room, I have moderators. 
chat room, whatever, they're monitoring the chat room. And they're also kind of like my eyes and ears, you know, if they hear something going on on the site, I hear it from them. Yeah. So they're kind of on the front lines of uh, those stuff. And I've just lately been spending more time there, going to the chat room myself and just chatting with users and stuff. And yeah. having a more personal presence. Sure. But they all know me. My handle on the site is called Diving Duck. Okay, cool. So as soon as I go in the chat, I was like, hey, Jim, hi, Jim, hey, Jim, what's up, Jim? Nice. So it's like, yeah. Where did you get the name Diving Duck from? I'm a big fan of the blues. The blues? The, okay. There's a, a, there's a line from a song, if the river was whiskey and I was a diving duck, I'd dive to the bottom and I'd never come up. Oh, wow. Who sang that? Oh, a bunch of people. Okay. Um, I think Muddy Waters sang it, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. The old blues song, yeah. Nice one, man. What would you do if a famous person became a member? If who became a member? If a famous person became uh, a member. I'd be flattered. I'd probably, if it was not a rider, I'd ask her out. <laughs> <laughs> what are your top five tips for standing out on a dating site to get more dates? Five tips. I actually have a <clears throat> document called Jim's Five Tips. Um, and I talk about all these things, be be ready, mm. you know? The idea of, you know, you, you might get uh, some rejection on the site, so you gotta be brave, so you gotta be ready, and you gotta be open. Um, what else? You got to, uh, you got to try, you gotta put yourself in difficult, you know, sometimes stressful situations, and um, I think generally honesty is a good policy, because I think in the end, if you're dishonest, it'll come out, you know? Um, be open, um, get beyond the idea of looks. That's a tough one for me. I, I sometimes think looks are so important and uh, beauty fades, you know, it's, it's not the most important thing. Um, what else? Um, don't, you know, it's nice to find somebody that have, you have similarities, things in common with, but it's not necessary. Um, you know, people, and there's no real formula for it. You just gotta, Give it a shot, see what happens, you know? So there's no formula for it. Cool. What, what was the hardest thing about setting up No Longer Lonely that you wish you could have avoided now you have the experience? Huh. Well, I wish right off the bat I'd gotten a really good developer to, to create the site. Uh, I tried to save money. I contracted firms in different parts of the world that was, that was much, much cheaper, mm. but there were always bugs and I was always fighting the bugs and fixing the bugs and everything. And so the lesson I learned is that your infrastructure, the most important thing about your business, you don't skimp on it. You don't try to save money a whole lot. You, you double down on somebody who's really, really going to create a good product for you and you do it. Um, so that was always a, so I have a programmer now He's a U.S. based programmer. He's very good. And uh, I'm happy about that, but I'm paying a lot more for him than I paid originally to code mm -hmm. the site from firms in different parts of the world. So, sure. you know, if it's really, really important your business, most important thing in your business, don't scrimp and save. Get quality, even if you have to pay more. Cool. What is the biggest success story you have from No Longer Lonely? Biggest success story? Um, I think any of the ones where they mentioned that they're married and they have children now just blows my mind to think that that little little kid wouldn't exist if they hadn't started this website. But uh, mm. um, 
but you were talking about celebrities. I guess I would love it if one of them, Catherine Zeta Jones, or you know, some famous people. Uh, what's her name? Uh, oh, I can't think of her name. But uh, I think Catherine Zeta Jones is still married <laughs> to Michael Douglas. Yes, yes. Yeah. She, she has bipolar. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I think if she ended up on your side, that would definitely be a big news story. But who's yeah. the person you're trying to remember? Oh God, she's a singer. Um, Mary J. Blige? No, 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 no. She's younger. Okay. She's in her late twenties. She's had substance problems. She's bipolar. She's anxiety. Uh, I'll think of it later. Okay. I'll have to try and check that out as much check one out myself yeah. um, so the I mean you've got some like wonderful tips so far so thanks for your top seven tips that you did earlier um, and the thing is about the success stories going back is have you been invited to any weddings at all uh, yeah one time I was and it, it, I couldn't make it happen but uh, oh. it's funny yeah um, yeah I was invited once yeah because have you actually been in a, in a space yourself where, because you're the, let's say, CEO, founder, moderator, have you come across any of your uh, members in a real life situation, so to speak? So like uh, you're selling them at a house party. Part or... of that, that sister site I was talking about, the yeah. portal for people. I'm gonna have a forum on there that makes it easy to arrange get togethers. Oh, more like a meetup group sort of thing. Yeah, so cool. that these people can post like, you know, people in New York City area. Here's the date. Here's the place. Yeah. You know. No, I love that. That would be great. Like if I could, I thought of that having like little retreats or something where sure. people we all get together and we all do something and okay. something I'd like to do. I'd love to meet these people in person. Yeah. Cool. Well, talking about the social aspect of No Longer Lonely, could you let us know or let the listeners know perhaps if you've got like a blog or a podcast or is there any social media um, usernames to follow? Yeah, I'm starting to blog again. I kind of took a break from blogging, but nolongerlonely.com backslash blog is, is a blog. Um, podcast is something I'd like to do. I'd like to find a partner. I sort of putting feelers out there for people. Um, I thought of teaming up with maybe someone who is a therapist, you know, that has a holistic view of things and stuff. And that would be a good one. I think, you know, have someone who has a mental illness and somebody who treats mental illness together on a podcast. Cool. Um, I'm very much into alternative things and, you know, trying new things. And Mm. I thought that could be kind of like a theme of the podcast is that, you know, like I told you about public speaking and stuff, there's three pillars of, I think, my approach to recovery. And um, one is empowerment. Yeah. I think too many people with mental illness start to feel helpless and hopeless and they can't do stuff. Well, they can. Um, and then resilience, like life through you a curveball if you have a mental illness. You know, it sucks. It's, it's horrible, you know. But people overcome adversity all the time. So you have to be resilient. Yeah. And then the part that relates to the website, socialization, is that you can't recover on your own alone. You need other people around you. Um, and uh, and the message of No Only is that you never have to give up on finding somebody love. And you know, just because you have mental illness doesn't mean that romance and, and intimacy is impossible. Okay. Um, so um, thanks for opening up about that. 
Does No Longer Lonely have a, like a Facebook account or a Twitter account or an Instagram account maybe? Yeah, once again, you got me. Yeah, they do. They're not uh, terribly active. Um, there is a Facebook group, yeah. Um, there is a Twitter feed. Um, it's, uh, yeah, if you search no longer only on Facebook, come up. Okay. Um, talking to you about the assistant that I'm going to hire, that's one of the main things they're going to do is to beef up my social media. Okay. But Twitter is, uh, no longer only was taken oh. from Twitter. Some guy has it, he hasn't used it in many, many years, oh, but I tried to reach him. That's, so it's actually at no longer lonely in the number one. Oh, that's so. really harsh. I mean, because I've had some issues with um, accessing a Twitter username via Twitter, and uh, I've got that username on, I think, Facebook and Instagram, but I think the issue with Twitter is, this, are they impersonating you or not? So that could be a long way. I tried to tell them that it's trademarked. You know, I reached yeah. out to Twitter and they wouldn't intervene. So as a logo or an icon, what's the signature colors of No Longer Lonely for social media? Uh, kind of red, white, and blue. Yeah, okay, cool, cool. Is that like a reference to the American flag? Uh, I hadn't thought of it that way. Yeah. Okay. It could also be France. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Or Cuba. Nice. Or, or Netherlands probably, yeah. Um, so the other questions we've got is um, um, if anyone wanted to join up to No Longer Lonely, what's kind of like the, the sign up process or the application process? Right. Okay. Um, well, you fill out a, a basic form, you choose your username, a password, um, your email address, and then the site sends you an email to see if the email address you provided is an actual email address. And if it is, you'll get the email with a link in it, a verification link. Mm. You click that link, mm. and then you can access the website. You can log on the website. It's called validation. You're validated. Sure. And then you have a profile where you can fill out. You can fill as much information or as less information as you want. You know, okay. you can do everything, eye color, hair color, all that, um, your location and everything. And then I check it. And if it all measures up and it's, it's appropriate, I approve it. And you're a member of the website. You have a profile up. You can contact people. People can contact you. Yeah. And then for the next two weeks, you have a free trial period where you can use the site mm. unlimited for free for two weeks. Cool. And then after that, either you join. You, there's a monthly plan where you pay per month. Um, there's a new plan that's a one-year plan. And then there's the VIP plan, which I mentioned. It has a whole bunch of extras. Okay. Uh, and then now you have credits you have a certain number of free messages you can send every month sure so I take it that um, is no longer lonely operating mainly in America or does it operate outside of the United States it is um, I've run the stats it's about 70% US okay and it's about 20% UK okay and then there's a it tails off like Canada Australia Netherlands but yeah, so 70% US, 20% UK, and then it trails. So would you say the UK can the UK members are meeting themselves in the UK at the moment? Um, yeah, I mean, there's some, there's been profiles where people from different countries have gotten together. Wow. And stuff, but yeah. What's the UK longest? It's a little easier because you guys are so much smaller in the US that, yeah. you know, the US is a big country. It's a big, wide country, you know, yeah. and uh, sometimes you know, if you're on one end of the country to the other end, it can be tricky. Yeah. I mean, without naming names, what would you say is the longest distance that 
a couple have travelled to come together in terms of where their original locations were on their profiles? Right. I think I remember a user in Australia met somebody in the UK and they right. actually flew out there. I'm not sure how it ended up, but I remember them telling me about that. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So, um, how would somebody go about making a donation to No Longer Lonely? Is there, are you on like a Patreon or a crowdfunder at the moment? Uh, no. Um, keep in mind, I'm not a, I'm a for-profit, I'm not a non-profit, so people can't donate. Sure. Um, but, uh, you know, with this advisors coming on board, I'd be open to giving up a little bit of control of the company for somebody to come in and use the, the cash for marketing. Mm. I mean, that's the only real expense I have is the marketing expense. I mean, the maintenance is pretty manageable. It's not uh, mm. nothing really to worry about. But um, uh, no, I don't think it's appropriate for a for-profit company to be crowdfunding. And you know, so it's okay but i mean there's a whole mindset of growth acting where you don't need to spend a whole lot to do effective marketing sure it's just finding what works you know and doing it cool have you got any questions edgar i don't know i've 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 um i've said most of them it's been very it's been great yeah 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 okay before we let you go before we let you go james could you tell me in 10 words or less what is the no longer service no longer lonely dot com service for everybody 10 words yeah uh, it is a safe inviting place where people can let down their guard and not about what other people think of them just because they've been diagnosed with something sorry can you say that one more time because i think our internet blipped just there okay <clears throat> it's a safe and um comforting place where you don't have to worry about what other people think just because you've been diagnosed with something. And whether it's a romantic partner you want or you just want supportive people that it's free to give it a try. The chat room is free. Um, so, you yeah. know. Cool. Well, thanks for letting us into the window of your dating world and dating apps and giving us some advice on how to meet a partner and um, what the best way is to go about that. We really appreciate that. All right, great, thanks guys. That was great, that was fun. Okay, so um, we're saying goodbye to um, James. So, Michael. Goodbye. Goodbye. Um, And we're just gonna close off this episode now. So that was um, an interview with James Leftwich, who's the founder of no longer lonely the dating site which welcomes people from the internet with the largest uh, online dating experience designed exclusively for adults with serious mental health conditions the website can be found online if you go to www.nolongerlonley.com that's yeah, sorry. That's w. That, thank you, James. So it's www.nolongerlonely.com. That's www.nolongerlonely.com. 
So if you'd like to know more about the charity, uh, that is a different website. You can go to www.inuf.org. And if you want to listen to more episodes of this uh, podcast, you can find us on Castbox FM via uh i-n-u-f-s-a-i-d that's enough said so we want to thank you for listening and we look forward to recording another episode for you soon take care and goodbye